I'm a peanut butter fan. What about you? I, I love peanut butter. I like the creamy peanut butter. You know that crunchy stuff that people like? Nope. Don't like that at all. It's sketchy. It's kind of like jello salad with apples and walnuts in it. Come on, people. Hi, I'm Dee Hicks, and welcome to the School of Leadership, leveraged lessons from high-impact leaders. For the past 30 years, I've researched the disciplines, habits, mental models, and assumptions of the most effective leaders. This podcast takes what I've learned from over 2,000 of these influencers and distills it into practical tools and tips you can use immediately. So let's get started. Well, here we are. It's good to uh, imagine you. I really like the greeting, good to see you, because I usually mean it. But in this kind of context, <clears throat> I can't ever really say good to see you, because I can't see you. I'm alone in the studio today, so I'm not even looking over there in the corner off to my right in those chairs to see someone sitting there trying to uh, restrain a cough or something like that. So you can hear me lighting a cigar in the background. It's been a hot minute since I've had one of these cigars. I'll tell you more about it at the end, along with uh, my review of what I'm drinking today is Black Rifle Coffee Blackbeard's Delight Roast. It is very black. I like it strong. I usually do a Chemex. It is really, really good. Mm-mm. And strong coffee goes very well with this cigar that I'll tell you about when I'm finished. It's a cigar by Nub, but I won't tell you much more than that. So I've been looking forward to sharing some stuff with you today. It's been a it's been a hot minute since I've been able to be in this studio. We usually have a whole bunch going on, I'm sure, as you do. And so I have to batch the times that I spend in the studio, either on this side of the the microphone, maybe in front of the camera where we're doing our video work or creating our classes for Hilt Academy. If you've not been to our Hilt Academy stuff before, you might want to try the free stuff out first, which is uh, found on YouTube. Hilt Academy, H-I-L-T, which stands, as you know, for High Impact Leadership Training. And it's an academy that we've put together. We've been going for about three years, I think, now. And so we have a bunch of free videos up that are fun to make. And a lot of the stuff that we've been able to learn from you over the years we're putting together in those videos. I think there's 60 or 70 of them up right now. All of them 10, 15, 20 minutes long, some of them like that. And then the paid side of Hilt Academy is uh, when you go to hiltacademy.thinkific.com. And on that side, that's the paid side for the Hilt Academy, where you drop a little bit of coin and you can get some of our classes that are structured in such a way that you listen to a lesson, go through a little quick quiz, take another lesson, and complete the course over time or as quickly as you want. We've had a lot of fun putting those things together and the impetus of the Hilt Academy was uh, the realization that we couldn't be everywhere at once. Ha! Took me a lot of decades to realize that. <laughs> so some of the things we've learned with you over the years, we've been able to turn into some online courses. We've got one called Rapid Cycle Strategic Planning, which is a three-day approach to strategic positioning we've done with folks for years. We just show you how to do it. We've got one called No Bad Meetings and another one called How to Become a Resilient Supervisor. Another one, probably one of our more popular ones, called Built for the Storm. 
norm. And then we have one specific to very specific professions. For example, we've got one up there called the Resilient 911 Supervisor, which several which several of our friends have been able to enjoy over the years. So this has been some fun stuff to put together. We've also got one up there called the Five Disciplines of High Performance Teams. And then we have another one up there called the School of Leadership. Some of that might sound familiar to some of you who have gone through those courses in person. These are just the online versions of that. So shameless plug, I, we're really proud of what we're doing there. And it, it's been an enjoyable adventure, albeit an odd one. But back here, we're in the podcast studio today. And by we, I mean me, <laughs> since I said before, there's no one here enjoying some of this black beard coffee from Black Rifle. So today, let's talk about finishing strong. Finishing strong. You didn't get this far only to get this far. <laughs> This is all about how to develop what I like to call a finish strong mindset. So I'm a peanut butter fan. What about you? I, I love peanut butter. Of all the fancy brands that I've tried out there, I think I've probably tried all those fancy brands. The kind you have to remix and mix because the oil separates and coagulates and the kind that, that cost more than uh, liquid gold. And <laughs> Of all those fancy brands, I always come back to my favorite peanut butter. Don't judge. Jif. <laughs> it's just so good. I know. I know. Some of you are a little bit more fancy than that, but this stuff is so consistent and so good. It reminds me exactly what it tasted like when I was six years old. It's wonderful stuff. For the record, I like the creamy peanut butter. You know that crunchy stuff that people like? Nope. Don't like that at all. It's sketchy. I think it's a I think it's a textured thing for me. It's kind of like jello salad with apples and walnuts in it. Come on, people. Apples good. Jello good. Walnuts good. Apples and walnuts in jello pure evil. <laughs> I can't stand it. Ugh. I'm gagging a little bit in my throat even as I think of it. Ugh. It seems like that kind of jello salad usually has a little bit of cat hair in it too, or at least I'm imagining it has cat hair in it because I kind of think that it was probably made by an oldster who has a lot of cats at home and that person gave up on life years ago and this is about as gourmet cooking as they can possibly get. Ugh. Are you with me on that? Well, that's how I feel about crunchy peanut butter. <laughs> of all the 80 or 85 companies in the United States that make peanut butter, most of them have a crunchy and a creamy version. Awful stuff, this crunchy version. Ugh. You know, I kind of blame their leadership. I think they hire lazy people. Just think about it. What does it take to make creamy peanut butter? Well, you run it through the grinder. You run it through the processor. Just imagine someone sitting there with their hand on the grinder button for the Jif peanut butter, and they look at their watch, and it's 5 o'clock, and they think, eh, it's 5 o'clock. I'm going to quit. They take their hand off the grinder. They're done, and presto, crunchy peanut butter was born. Ugh. I think, I think crunchy peanut butter celebrates people who quit too soon. <laughs> it honors giving up. That's sketchy. And I think that the fans of crunchy peanut butter are probably a little sketchy too. Hope you're squirming in your seat just a bit as you're driving and listening to this, or I hope you feel a little bit called out. <laughs> With all due respect, right? I think that people like crunchy peanut butter. They, it's like they celebrate giving up. <sighs> anyway, there's my pet peeve. Just saying. What about you? You're probably not a fan of crunchy peanut butter or cat hair jello or giving up before the work is done. Are you? Look around you. 
because you're probably a leader, you know, or a manager or a supervisor. You're a friend of mine or you're or one of the folks we've met over the years and learned from. You're someone who's who's responsible for influencing others in small or large groups to do great things, sometimes really hard things. So you finish, right? Well, how do you do that? How do you develop what I call a finish strong mindset? If you look around, we can see examples of the work of people with that finish strong mindset, and they're all around us. More significant examples, I hope, than peanut butter. <laughs> well, that finish strong mindset shows up most obviously in designs all around us. And I'm a fan of elegant design, wherever it happens. I have been, I think, probably my whole life. I love the marvels of creativity and of engineering, especially when they are functional and useful and elegant and beautiful at the same time. And because I love design so much, I've often been struck by poor design. And it's, in my mind, it's poor design because the designers and the creators of that thing apparently didn't finish strong. They got close enough to make the idea work, but they didn't quite finish it. You know, with just a little more effort, a little more thought, they could have made their design perfect. Or maybe maybe just with a little bit different kind of thought along the way, and a little bit different kind of work on the way, maybe not just more work, they could have made their thing perfect. And by perfect, I mean like perfect in that old Greek sense. That word I'm thinking of is, is the word teleos, and it means that all the parts are there, and then they come together in such a way that they become something else, more than just the pile of their parts. It's kind of where we get the idea, although not the word, synergy from. There's more to it when it all comes together. That's beautiful, elegant, wonderful design, because those designers finish strong. The other day, Donnie and I grabbed an Uber from the hotel to the airport in one of the towns that we were working. And it, the Uber pulled up and it was a Tesla Model 3. It's the first one that I've ridden in. I've been in a Model S before and the interior design, I think, and the build quality of the 3 was, from my point of view, significantly better and more advanced than the S. Now, they had a few years to perfect it for sure, but it was kind of a short a ride, 20, I don't know, 25 minute ride to the airport. And our Uber driver, whose name I think was Elizabeth, was very, very, very talkative. <laughs> about everything in life and about Uber. To me, that makes Uber rides kind of fun, as long as they're not three-hour rides. If they're 20, 30 minutes, it's kind of fun to get to know a person. But while Elizabeth was talking away, talking away, and Donnie was asking her questions, keeping her going, right? <laughs> while she was doing that, I was looking around at the interior of this Tesla Model 3, and it was a long enough ride for me to kind of scope out the design from the back seat of this car. It's simple, solid, elegant, useful, and it was clear that the designers had finished strong with the interior. They did a really nice job with that. By comparison, the small airplane that I fly, on the other hand, while it's really safe and very functional and everything works on it as it's supposed to, is another story altogether. A couple of the key gauges and switches, for example, are always behind the yoke. And I have to kind of lean forward to and, and crane my neck a little bit to read those gauges and even to glance at them when I need to. Or maybe I have to pull back on the yoke a little bit to look around and see the gauges. You can imagine, of course, that's not a really good idea. Uh, a little more design thought going into that, and I wouldn't have to bring the nose up or bring my head forward just to take a look at the gauges. A little stronger finish would have solved that problem just a little bit. Tesla Model 3, strong finish. Piper airplane, the one, at least the one that I fly, not so strong. <laughs> Creamy peanut butter, mmm, strong finish. Crunchy peanut butter, not so strong. 
You get the idea. All of my silly illustrations here aside, are you a strong finisher? Do you have that finish strong mindset? Well, let's find out. I like to surround myself with people who have a finish strong mindset. Donnie Kitagua is one of those people. You know Donnie, and you've met him before. If you haven't met him before, he's a delight. He is a part of Hilt Academy and part of our other companies as well, Executive Vice President of the RMC Group of Companies. A delightful person to work with. So during the Corona-cation, as some people like to call it, Donnie undertook several COVID creation projects inside and outside of his house. He remodeled his kitchen, and he remodeled his master bathroom, and his guest bathroom, and his dining room. He even tackled the main hallway down to the bedrooms and the main hallway on the first floor down to the family room. He remodeled the outdoor patio and event space. And most notably, he created a secret bar and an entertainment space on the ground floor and then ended up calling it appropriately Don Q's Secret Bar. <laughs> Apologize to you, Donnie, if you listen to this. Your bar is no longer a secret. <laughs> Well, anyway, he called all of these COVID creations, and each one of these projects is is impressive in its own right. But the secret bar, that's the most impressive. The colors, the lighting, the signage, and the flooring, the ceiling, the molding, the back wall, the bar back, the bar stools and the tables, the board and batten walls, the family photos, custom-made and backlit artwork, all of Don Q's logos. There's even this illusion that the ceiling in the bar is about 20 feet high and everyone notices it when they walk in and look around, kind of sit down, then they glance up and they blink and adjust their eyes because it looks like that ceiling just goes up and up and up and up. And it's about a nine foot ceiling, but it looks like it's 20 or 30 feet high. It's just really cool. And all this stuff all comes together to create this incredibly beautiful and functional and amazing space. It was designed and executed so well. The paint, the lighting, the trim work, the flooring, even the hinges, and even a, the selection of gin, because it's a, it's a gin bar, the selection of gin is all arranged perfectly. You even got a sign <laughs> to put on the swinging half door at the end of the bar that separates the back of the bar from the part where everyone else goes, and the sign on the top of that door just says nope exclamation mark all capital letters so that people stay out of that area behind the bar and they leave room for the rather picky and territorial bartender to do his work in the back and move freely without people wandering around back there <sighs> and thank you donnie for doing that because i'm the bartender that i just talked about <laughs> at all of his events or many of his events i like to show up and go behind the bar and be the bartender i like to have something to do i'm not a stand around kind of guy and so he traps me back behind the bar and i get to work in that beautiful space. Yeah, details, details, details. So what Donnie demonstrated with all these COVID creations, like he like he called it, is the same thing as he does in his entire life and all of his work in all the years that I've known him. He has a finish strong mindset. He knew what he wanted. He knew what he wanted the designs to do, to create. He knew what he wanted the designs to look like. He knew how he wanted them to feel and how they would be used. And he knew how he wanted his family and his friends and all of those people lucky enough to get invitations to Don Q's secret bar <laughs> to feel, to experience. He knew what the end state should be and he worked until he got there. But the finish line wasn't the end of construction. And it wasn't the cleanup. It was the celebration with the people that get to enjoy these spaces. It was the joy that he creates in people in that incredibly beautiful environment. That was the finish line. 
And like I mentioned, he does that with literally everything. He sets his mind to everything. So what's his deal? How does Donnie and how do other people that I've come to know and worked with over the years and even studied in specific environments, how do they have and keep this finish strong mindset? My son Jonathan has it. My son-in-law Tanner has this mindset. My friends Tim and Leslie and Robert, they've all got this. My friend Lori has it. Many others too. Kim has got it. Cheryl has got it. Just like Donnie, but they're all expressed in different ways and different styles. But they all have that finish strong mindset. And their lives and the lives of those that they lead are better because of it. All right, so back to you. Do you have a finish strong mindset? It is, after all, utterly critical that you do have it if you're going to be an effective creator of something that doesn't now exist or a leader. And by the way, leadership is a creative act. (laughs) You're creating a part of the future that will not happen unless you lead and people follow you there. Well, maybe you're a manager, maybe you're a supervisor. You have to have this mindset if you're influencing people to do great things or stick it out over the long haul. So let's find out if you have that finished strong mindset. And if you do, you're going to see yourself as we walk through these characteristics and you should be proud of that. Maintain it. Stick with it. If you're not a strong finisher and if you don't really have that mindset or if you only have it kind of once in a while when it's easy, then maybe this will help you a little bit. Maybe this will help you to get that finished strong mindset. Most importantly, maybe it'll help you to design a different kind of life or career or family or set of friendships for yourself. Maybe you'll even finish so strong all the time that the rest of us will be better off because of you. Think about that one for a hot minute. So what is this finish strong mindset? People who have it practice six disciplines. Remember, a discipline is something that we practice that when we get good at the discipline itself, that enables us to achieve something other than the discipline, something else that we couldn't achieve before we had practiced the discipline. So I'm disciplined, for example, in my workouts so that I can lift and play with my three growing and very strong and very energetic grandsons. (laughs) No disciplined workouts, and I can't enjoy those boys in the same way. So that's how disciplines work. That's what a discipline's for. We practice it so that it enables us to do something else that is very valuable that we couldn't do had we not practiced that discipline. So let's dive in. Here are the six disciplines that Finnish strong mindset people have developed and practice regularly. Here's number one. They start with the end in mind. They imagine the end result thereafter. They bring it to life. They see it. They smell it. They taste it. They feel it. They try to go look up close and personal at examples that are similar to it. They bring it to life. And the end, by the way, is not the work itself. It's after the work it's done. The end that they're after is the result. It's the laughter or the joy or the connection or the health or the change in society. It's the stuff, right, that's after all the work is done. Like I talked about it with Don Cues, it's it's the family and friends celebration that comes together as a result of that Don Cues bar. All right, so that's discipline number one. They start with the end in mind. Here's discipline number two. They make a commitment to finish, to get to that end I just described. It's a promise. It's a promise they make to themselves and then they make it to others. That commitment looks and sounds a specific kind of way and it even feels a certain kind of way. It sounds like I will. It doesn't sound like I will try. 
It sounds like, I like this work. That is the details of the work as they're going along. I like this, I like this, I like this. And it looks like they're enjoying the result when they get there. They're even enjoying imagining the result before they get there. And it feels like pride in your work. It's like a slowly rising tide. So that's discipline number two. They make a commitment. It's a promise. I'm going to do this. I will do this. Not, it would be nice if, or someday I will. Here's the third discipline. They understand Finishing strong means finishing the work cycle itself. Now, in some of these podcasts and then on our YouTube side, we actually have videos and other podcasts about the work cycle. Remember the work cycle? It's a big circle in front of you. Start at 12 o'clock at the top. There's a need identified. Then go around clockwise. The next step in the work cycle is to make a plan, followed by implementing the plan thoroughly, followed by the next step, evaluation of the plan, followed by the last step. We're now completing the work cycle, which is celebration. So they understand that they need to finish strong. They need to finish all the way through celebration. That's what that's all about. So the celebration means that they're not finished until they celebrate. It's usually with someone else. They admire the thing of beauty that has been created. And again, to use the illustration, the Tesla 3 is a thing of beauty on the interior. Donnie's secret bar is a thing of beauty on the interior. But that's not what he created. He created, in the case of his bar, a place for people to come together and enjoy life and enjoy their friendships and their relationships together. He created a small place where community can happen. You see, they're celebrating it. Here's the fourth discipline. They remind themselves often, if I don't finish strong, I'm never going to finish. This is the fourth discipline. They know this. They know that if something is unfinished and it's forever unfinished, it will be unfinished in their mind as well. Every time they think about it, every time they walk by it, every time they hear about it, it will be unfinished in their mind. And since they're fairly optimistic as you are, they'll think, I should get to this. I ought to get to this. Maybe I'll try to get to that later. Maybe I'll finish strong later. And then eventually the opportunity passes and they can never finish strong. And because they remind themselves that they have to finish strong, and if they don't finish strong, they never truly finish, they know that eventually the opportunity will pass and good intention will turn into regret. Enough of that in your life and it's like you're dragging around a heavy sack behind you wherever you go. It's exhausting. It's depressing. It actually creates depression. So the fifth discipline, they strip away everything that hinders them from finishing strong. They strip away the external stuff like distractions, maybe even people, maybe even demands from other people that are less important. They strip away other, quote, good things (laughs) that really aren't aligned with finishing strong. And they strip away some of the internal stuff as well. That inner narrator, they strip that away. That inner narrator that says, oh, this is so hard. I hurt my finger. That whiny kind of inner narrator or that self-critical inner narrator. You don't know how to do this. So don't even start. Or it's not worth it. Or this is good enough. Just quit halfway through. Or nobody cares. Or gravity has turned up. They strip away all that inner narrator. Blah, blah, blah. As a discipline, because it comes back over and over and over. And we need to practice practice silencing that inner narrator. The sixth discipline is that they know that there will be resistance. They know it. They expect it in the beginning. It's mostly going to be an internal resistance, maybe a little bit external with someone who's 
perhaps critical or unavailable or, or time and money doesn't seem to be what you need it to be to finish this. Those are kind of external resistance forces, right? But then there's there's internal ones as well. And that's all the narrator stuff. They understand that the resistance is going to happen and they try to strip away everything. And they lean in understanding that they can overcome this resistance. There's a couple places I've noticed where resistance occurs when I set out on a journey of leadership. It occurs when I decide, yes, I'm going to do this. That's when the greatest resistance hits me. And then it decreases in the middle of the project or the process. And then the closer I get to achieving this result that I'm wanting to achieve, the more intense the resistance gets. And right at the end, it's the strongest that it will ever be, internal and external. A little bit of a sidebar, uh, Stephen Pressfield, who's probably the most poignant writer in my view about this thing called resistance, he tells a story about a friend of his who was nearing the finish line of a novel that she had been writing for a few years. The resistance that she was experiencing as she reported it to him was so great that she was so discouraged and ready to give up. And he said, well, if you're feeling that much resistance, think of that as a compliment. Resistance is paying you a compliment. He says, remember the level of resistance we feel at any point is directly related to the power of our idea, of our vision, or of the result we're trying to achieve. He even goes on to say that this level of resistance that we experience is directly related to the development of our soul and perhaps to the development of others as well. You know, this really hits home to me because I'm engaged, perhaps like you are, in some very challenging things. Some pretty big ideas that if they succeed will be incredibly valuable to other people. And I experience, just like you do, intense resistance every day, every day. So I think Pressfield is onto something. Strong finishers know this profound truth, this sixth discipline. They're going to experience resistance, and they know that resistance can be overcome. There you go. Knowing that fact enables us to use the very presence of resistance to our advantage when we're wanting to finish strong. Great resistance internally and externally, especially at the start and in my experience at the finish, indicates that you and I might be on to something greater. Huh. Something to think about, isn't it? Okay, so as we wrap this up, how can you develop or enhance this strong finish mindset? So we just went over six disciplines that we practice to be able to develop and maintain that strong mindset. But how do we even do that? Here are six things that arise from these six disciplines that I just talked about. I'll go through them quickly. One, start with the end in mind. Review it over and over. Keep it in your mind constantly. Remember, celebration. Actually enjoying the thing you all have created is the end that you have in mind. It is the result. Enjoying, using, benefiting from the thing you created is the strong finish. Two, Grab your calendar. Just grab your calendar. Put finish on your calendar. Make it a promise. So in Donnie's case, he had a family event that was coming up, and he finished this in time for the family event to take place. And it was beautiful. Here's the third thing. Expect resistance. Write it down. What's it going to look like? For me, as of this recording, studying for the next level of my continual learning as a pilot, I experience resistance externally, like the weather's so bad I can't fly. I I experience resistance internally, like, oh, I'm so tired. I'm so busy. I got so many things on and I'm just doing this for fun. And oh, maybe I shouldn't do this. But I overcome that resistance. 
I'm tired when I get home and I'd rather just chill so I don't work on podcasts. Or I'm tired when I get at the end of a long, drawn-out week of travel or engagement or something really challenging and I just kind of want to sit down and watch Netflix. But I don't. I overcome it. So I put on my calendar what I want to do when I need to do it, because once it's on my calendar, the resistance from my perspective decreases. It's still there, but it decreases. And here it is. I ignore my mental tiredness and I just dive in and within minutes, resistance fades. You're probably like that too. Here's the fourth idea. Strip away, like I said in that discipline up above, everything that hinders you from finishing strong. That stuff just jumps up and clings to you. So strip it away. And this has to happen over and over and over. When you and I recognize resistance and recognize the pressure to not finish strong, and we know it's there, then we can easily or more easily see those things that jump up to distract us from finishing strong for what they are. Here's the fifth idea. Enlist a cheerleader or two or three. (laughs) People who say, you can do this. And people who say, you're going to do this. And people who say, well, did you do it? (laughs) And here's the sixth idea. This is the most important of all. If you're going to finish strong, ignore your feelings in the moment. Especially at the start or at the restart, if that's your case. And especially at the finish line. Because those feelings, those, uh, I don't know, kind of feelings are often the very voice of resistance. So my friend, where are you? Where do you need to have that finish strong mentality? Are you writing a book? Are you making a hard decision? Are you having a hard conversation or a series of hard conversations? Are you making a career change? Do you have a project or a plan or a goal? Do you have some rough decisions you need to lead a group through? Do you have a group of people that you're leading that are just kind of stagnant? Do you need to get a new skill? a new workout regimen? Where are you? Where have you stalled? What have you started and started again and stalled again? And now you just kind of paused completely. I guess I'm asking, what is your version of Don Q's secret bar? Donnie worked to create a space for his friends and his family to come over and get together and to laugh and sing and dance and have great food and great drinks. And man, they're loud. <laughs> and really, throughout it all, they're there together to express their love for one another. And we get swept up in that. Donnie has used his Don Q's secret bar to pull new people into this family, to celebrate turning points in their lives, to support people during their darkest days. The perfect miter joints and the lighting and the caulking and the paint and the hinges and the bar stools and the music and even the custom Don Q's coasters <laughs> all kind of come together to make this great mix, this amazing space. But it, it's just a space. The thing of beauty is in when that space is used because he finished strong. And it exists because Donnie, perhaps like you, has a finish strong mindset. Well, I know many of you, and we need to have you have that finish strong mindset. You need to finish strong. So lean in, do the work, grind, resist resistance, take responsibility, carry the load of your ideas, keep going, finish strong, keep it up, my friend. Here's to you. I'm toasting you. I guess you can toast somebody with black rifle coffee, right? (laughs) Here's to you. Here's to you, Donnie Kitigua. Thanks for having a finished strong mindset. And as I promised, 
I want to tell you a little bit about this Blackbeard's Delight Roast. They're not sponsoring this podcast. Nobody sponsors this podcast except the Hilt Academy, right? (laughs) But this is great coffee. If you like coffee and cigars together, what a great combination this is. So Black Rifle Coffee Company is one of my favorite companies. I like how they think. I like how they do business. Most of what they do is really, really sharp, and they tend to tick people off from time to time. It doesn't bother me at all. They make wonderful coffee. So I found this one called Blackbeard's Delight. It is a dark roast, and boy, is it a dark roast. There's a, I don't know, there must be 500 reviews up on their website last time I saw it, and they're, they've got five stars, which is pretty pretty impressive. <laughs> Maybe it's because when people drank it, they were so caffeinated that they clicked uh, the five stars multiple times because their hands were shaking so much, but <laughs> it does have a pretty high buzz rate to it. So this actually is, is made up of 100% Brazilian Arabica coffee beans, and then it's dark roasted. It doesn't have any bitterness to it whatsoever, partly because I use a Chemex. Grind it fairly fine. Uh, it's not quite as fine as espresso, but it's not like a, an MJB blend where you can almost see the whole coffee beans because they're not ground very fine. This is very, very good. For me, a good test of coffee is, is it good tasting at any temperature? And this is good when it's hot, right, fresh in the morning when I'm I'm, I'm cupping the cup in my hand. You know, it just warms me up. It's also good when it cools down. I haven't tried it over ice yet, but it is probably that good that it could even be a a cold coffee or an iced coffee, which is one of my favorite drinks, winter or summer together. But this Blackbeard's coffee is really, really good. If you are a coffee aficionado, you might really enjoy it. I think it's about 15 bucks or something like that for a bag. The bag's probably 12 ounces. It might be maybe less. No, maybe it's 16 ounces. I I don't remember, but it's a bag, right? Get it a whole bean and then grind it at home yourself. You will like that a lot. And with it today, as I promised, it went out. So it's probably time for me to relight it here. You'll hear my favorite lighter of all. Yep, it's a Zippo. Relax, relax. You're probably thinking, I can't believe he's lighting that with a Zippo. Well, I just like the sound and the feel of a Zippo, and I've got a super old Zippo in my hand that belonged to my son Christopher all these years ago. This is a really nice, but I replaced the internal diesel fuel <laughs> that most Zippos run on with a torch that's specifically designed for cigars. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And this cigar is a Nub Triple Roast. This is a, an Oliva cigar. I'd like almost every one of the cigars that Oliva, the Oliva folks make. Good people, too. This one has the brand on it called a Nub Nuance. It's a premium cigar. I used to call these dog walkers <laughs> because they're small enough that you could take your dog on a 45-minute walk and be finished with the cigar by the time you got home. So nobody calls them dog walkers anymore but me, perhaps. This one is a, the Nub Nuance Triple Roast 460. So it's four inches long and it's a 60 ring gauge. 60 ring gauge is about the size of my thumb. Maybe it's a little bit smaller than the size of my thumb in circumference. This is a delightful cigar. It was called, when it first came out, it was called the Cafe Espresso. It's got a little bit of a sweet taste on the outside of it. Got a medium brown Sumatra wrapper, if you know anything about those. It's medium to dark brown, the one that I'm holding. There's so much detail in this cigar that every one of these that I have had are just absolutely perfect. And they're very, very consistent in their flavor. I have a V-cut on the end of it. It's a nice, sweet taste to it. And it draws very, very nicely. The smoke smells so good that when people smell it, they walk into the studio or if I happen to be somewhere having one of these cigars out amongst the English as they say, and someone walks by, they say, oh, that smells really good compared to what some cigars smell like where people kind of hold their breath and, and run through the cloud of smoke because they don't like the way it smells at all. 
But this one is gets all kinds of compliments from cigar smokers and non-cigar smokers alike just because it smells so good. Anyway, I recommend it if you want to go find one of those. They're very, very good. It has a Sumatran wrapper and a Dominican binder and Dominican filler. And it was actually manufactured in the Dominican Republic. So Dominican cigars tend to be really, really good, especially anything from Oliva. You'd like this one a lot. And it pairs beautifully, perfectly with the strong finish of the Black Rifle Coffee, Black Beard's Delight. Well, there you have it. That's what I was enjoying today while I was talking with you. Both of these wonderful products finish strong. Their design is good. Their taste is good. They pair well together. Ugh, hope you're having a wonderful day. A wonderful day. Thanks for hanging with me on this one. A little bit longer of a podcast than we normally do, but who knows? As of this recording right here, it looks like we're just passing 43 minutes. My goodness, there's no way it's going to be that long. I'm going to trust the editor to hack this down to maybe 40 minutes. <laughs> Keep up the good work. Talk to you soon. Thanks for joining me in today's School of Leadership. This podcast is part of the Archimedes Experiment, leveraged wisdom from the world's most effective leaders. If you're interested in more, go to my website, dhicks.com. Remember, my first name has only one E where you'll find more short and helpful podcasts, books, and blog posts. If this was helpful, maybe even share it with some of your friends. Have a great day.